Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. JT, back with you as we continue on. Hour two as we just got to Los Angeles, and we continue here from Radio Row on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Should be a good hour. Solomon Wilcox will join us in a little bit. He loves coming on with JT. That'll be in a few minutes. We got that all lined up. And uh, after that, we have a couple other good guests that we're working on here. We'll tell you about that as we continue on here. Jump on into the show, 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200 as we continue on. And uh, a lot of news today. A lot of news still about the coaching carousel, what is happening. Rich Passaccia officially getting the job. And it'll be a big job for him as he goes to the Green Bay Packers. And he will be all set now to be with Green Bay and help clean up the special teams that they have, which is going to be very important. Very important. So that's a big job for him. Obviously, Brian Flores is not working at this time. And there's a couple of people wondering what happened in the hiring system. We've been talking about that for most of last week. Our goal this week is to jump right in to the Super Bowl and talk about the matchup. And we want to hear how you're gambling, what you're doing with the matchup, what you believe is the edge. If you're gambling on this, we need to hear from you on how you're going to bet it. 702-365-9200 is our number. So jump on in and tell us if you see a gambling edge something that plays out in front of you. You're going to place a couple of bets, prop bets, whatever it's going to be. Let us know, and we'll get going here. Uh, Passionate Raider has been patient. Let him jump on in, and that will open up a line after he's done. So, Passionate Raider, go ahead. What's happening? Good afternoon, JT. Um, Yeah, man, great guest this weekend, man. It's awesome to follow up, and that was really some key words with what Michael Urban said at the end, man. I really took that in. But um, my, my, my concern is, JT, after yesterday, we let Rich, we let a, a guy, the class of Rich Passaccio walk to bring in this guy as our special teams coordinator. This is the one that really has me scratching my head because that's like a, a, a night and day difference in in, 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 pers- in the man, the coach, everything. So I don't know. That one's got me scratching my head, JT. But on the offensive side, man, you know, it, we still don't know who our offensive coordinator is. And, and and that's a big thing that we're that, that that's going to be a big factor moving forward with Derek. You know, I kind of said this morning to Clay and Heidi that I kind of hope they stick to the level of bringing someone into under to be an understudy under Josh for some years, not just every year bringing in a new guy working with Derek and older. If that's the way we're going, so those two things right now still have me a little puzzled, JT. But I mean, it is what it is, man. Um, thanks for taking my call. Have fun out there. Enjoy and. You know, go go Joey Burrow. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. I'd like to know what more Raider fans are dealing with and who you're thinking about and who you're picking. I'm assuming, I, I don't know, because a lot there's a lot of L.A. fans, a lot of L.A. Raider fans here, so I would think that the Raider Nation would be pulling more for Cincinnati. But I think this is a classic example of we don't have a dog in the fight. You know, if the Niners were here in the Super Bowl, and they very well could have been, everybody would be rooting against the Niners. And if we saw Kansas City, who should have been here, potentially everybody would have been rooting against Kansas City. I picked Buffalo and Green Bay to go to the Super Bowl. I thought that was going to be 
the real obvious one. And if Buffalo went, I think a lot of Raider fans would have pulled for Buffalo. I know there are some Raider fans that aren't going to pull for an AFC team. But to me, this would have been a great fit for Buffalo to get their first ever Super Bowl. Ralph Wilson's great relationship when he was here with Al Davis when he was here. And if Buffalo won, now I've been at Super Bowls where Buffalo's lost. We talked about it with Michael Irvin. As Michael Irvin won two against the Buffalo Bills, I was at wide right. This is the first time in my entire career that I ever picked Buffalo to win the Super Bowl, and I can't believe that with 13 seconds to go in regulation, they choked, they blew it, and they were finished. So with all of that happening, that was very disappointing. So Cincinnati, I got a lot of respect for Cincinnati, and I think Cincinnati's going to be a team that's going to really be in this. And we'll talk to Solomon about that coming up here, get his opinion on this as he played for that team as we go forward here. Also, we want your perspective, too, as we look at all the coaching hires here, how you think Josh McDaniel stacks up with everyone else. I think Josh McDaniels is getting a lot of respect around the league. There's a lot of insiders that think it's a great hire. There's a lot of people that think his years in Denver were holding him up to coming back and becoming a head coach. Here's what I can tell you about that deal in general. He picked his spot to when he wanted to come back, and he came back now because he believes this is his best chance to win. That's all I need to hear for him to come in here now, and hopefully this is a good fit for him, and we're going to hear more and more from him coming up here in the next couple of months, and we'll talk to him before and hopefully after the draft and have a real good understanding of the philosophy of the head coach and the GM as we continue on. 702-365-9200. Solomon Wilcox, if he's ready, We'll get him up here momentarily, and we'll talk to him about what's happening with his former team, the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll get to that. Also, we're going to have Randy Grimes on. He's going to be fantastic if he's ready to go here in a little bit. And, Bobby, that's what we're going to do. Solomon is bouncing around Radio Row. We'll get him up here quickly and keep him moving, as he's always been a good guest to me over the years, and I appreciate him coming on live from Radio Row as we continue our coverage of the Super Bowl. And, Solomon, as we begin, I really appreciate you doing this. I know you're making the rounds here and what's that, what that's all about. And this time you have the extra advantage that it's your former team, the Cincinnati Bengals. How are you? I'm doing great. And, uh, yeah, we're excited. Cincinnati Bengals are rolling with Joe Burrow and all the good things that happen when you make that choice. If you're going to have the first overall pick in the draft, you've got to pray that that player <laughs> is there, that the player is deserving um, and, and he has all the ingredients to be a um, change agent for a franchise, and there's no doubt Joe Burrow is that. Franchise goes from two wins to four wins, then to the Super Bowl. You know the organization, the owner, uh, management behind the scenes. Other than Burrow, what do you think was the smart philosophy of the organization in general? Uh, well, Duke Tobin is a guy that has been behind the scenes kind of helping the Brown family select players, sign players. and If you were to ask what were some of the significant moves outside of, and obviously drafting Joe Burrow, that's like sort of your common denominator. That's the fulcrum, right, if you will. But um, really smart signings in free agency. We're talking Trey Hendrickson. Yeah, big um, one. You're talking about Chidobia Woozy. You're talking Mike Hilton, who had come over from the Pittsburgh Steelers and Serving in that nickel uh, cornerback role, excellent in terms of being a very smart football player, um, but a really good blitzer as well. Um, but they've also drafted well. Remember, Joe Mixon was a drafted player. Um, uh, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, right? Outside of the 
Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase kind of moves. So they've, I think they've done a really good job of, of drafting supplementary players and signing players in free agency and building the team, and that's how you get a faster turnaround maybe than normal. Solomon Wilcox is our guest. He joins us all the time. Appreciate him. Emmy Award-winning broadcaster has been doing this a long time. Now I want to talk about the style of play in this game. Why has Cincinnati trailed in so many of these games with some of the slow starts? And then the halftime adjustments have been amazing. They are a young team, right? I mean, they really are. And so um, everything, it's like this is a team that's everything they experience is almost new. But what you have is a young team that's very mature for being a a young team. Joe Burrow, I think, represents that. Young uh, player, but yet very mature as a quarterback. And so what you have is very fast and quick learners. Um, You have people that, um, uh, in terms of Lou Anaromo, who understands that defensively, you can't just throw one look at an offense in today's NFL. You better hit them with something else. You better come with something. And it's just like as an offense, how they might stack their plays to be able to layer um, heavy dose of run, then come back with a play action. As a defensive coordinator, you've got to be able to stack what you do defensively. Give them something and then build something off of that same look and then layer the next thing even off of that. And that's what you get from Lou Anaromo. They've closed out all three of their postseason games with a defensive interception. You may remember the one on Derek Carr. Same thing with Ryan Tannehill, and you saw it uh, in the championship game against Patrick Mahomes. One more quick follow-up. Why did the Raiders spike the ball on first down at the nine-yard line? You got Waller, you have Renfro. Now we got Josh McDaniels. So I just want to talk about that. The Raiders get it down to the nine-yard line, get there in plenty of time. They spike the football. Now it's second down. You got Waller, Renfro, and on fourth down, Unfortunately, they threw short of the end zone. Walk us through those series of downs. The Raiders had an opportunity to tie that game and get it to overtime. There's a, I can tell you right now, and I didn't go back and look at their deal because I was more of analyzing what the Bengals sure. were doing. But here's what I think. Quarterbacks, and particularly in today's NFL, they're taught if they get here's what we're looking for. And sometimes, the, you know, the defense gives you a whole nother look. And if you don't have timeouts – yeah, you're going to spike a ball because you want to get that clock stop. If they're not giving you what, what uh, the look that you want and you're not prepared for that look, what you don't want to do is run a play. <laughs> you know, you Very don't want to run a play. I haven't heard it explained that way. Yeah. Everybody says throw a fade to Waller. No, you don't you just put the ball, up, have someone no, go try just, to make a play. You don't just make up plays like that. This okay. is, that's at high school or on a playground. In the NFL, you don't just get out there and make up a play. Because the miscommunication is what causes critical mistakes, critical turnovers. Turned out to be a turnover inside the red zone anyway in those sequence of plays, right, at the end. Um, Listen, I thought Derek Carr played a phenomenal season. He had a great season. For the Raiders. But, listen, I think if he goes back and look at that on tape, he could have done some things differently. Dr. Michael Banfi, kind enough to join us. Let's talk about cartilage repair using your own cells Take us behind the scenes here and what's being developed. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm here on behalf of Vericell, who has a product called Macy. Macy is a, a technology where, literally, as you said, they utilize their own cells to repair cartilage. So what I mean by cartilage is within the knee, we have a smooth, glossy surface that covers the bones. 
that leads to a, a frictionless surface in the native state so that we can move freely and not have any pain. But when uh, a, a patient or a player or an athlete starts having locking, catching, swelling in their knee, very frequently it's, it's damage to the cartilage. And that might be the meniscus cartilage or the articular cartilage. And the issue with cartilage damage is it's typically something that doesn't heal on its own. So over the last five years, it's been FDA approved now where I can take a patient's own cartilage cells, grow that in a lab, and then actually reimplant those into the knee so that we're you know, preventing osteoarthritis. We're, we're, we're stopping the progression of a, of a small cartilage defect from getting to that bone-on-bone -bone state. So Solomon, how are you involved with this? What do you like about this and the future when it comes to this? Well, uh, yeah, I've teamed up with uh, Verisail, um, and obviously to put more focus and attention on new therapies to help athletes not only return to play, but so that we can have better lives once we're done playing. There are many players who played during my generation um, that didn't have um, technology and innovative treatments like Macy. And so you would have to get what we call microfracture surgery uh, that eventually would fail. Career didn't last as long. And now you're at such a diseased state in the knee, and now you're having to have knee replacement surgery. Right. And you're dealing with a lot of pain. Well, we're here to tell people that <laughs> there are other options and that you don't have to deteriorate to that point anymore, that, that you can have new innovative treatments, have a better lifestyle, and still get to enjoy the things that you love to do. I'm 57 years old. I still ski. I play basketball. I play golf. When I have friends that want to walk the golf course, I can do that without Absolutely. suffering nice a lot of pain. You can walk, isn't it? It's love it. You love it when walk you can walk clubs. the golf course. Absolutely, it's the way to do it. And so I'm, you know, I'm very, I'm one of the fortunate ones. You know, I came, had an NFL career, came out on the other side, been able to maintain my health and my vitality and active levels of of play. I, but I have so many friends that that don't have that. Um, and so in, in teaming up with Vericell, we were able to get the word out about Macy. Dr. Banfi, finally, where can everyone find this information, get involved if they'd like to? So they have a, a great website. You just go to www.macy.com. That's M-A-C-I.com. And not only will that website provide lots of information uh, for your listeners to, to learn more about the technology, but also it'll, it'll link them to physicians that are in their area that, that actually do the procedure. We got a lot of listeners in Vegas where I'm based out of. Give us a prediction on the game. I know it's your Bengals. I know you got them. The question is, they're an underdog. You take them on the money line. You get a little extra more <laughs> when they you. win the game. So give you. me the final score. You know, Solomon, I'm, I'm you born and raised here in Los Angeles, California. I yes. got to just give that as a caveat. And uh, I was born and raised in Compton, California, um, and I grew up rooting for the Rams. And uh, wow, so, Doctor Doctor Banfi and I, yeah, we're. We're on the same team when it comes to Verisale, but we also have a love for the Rams. But the Cincinnati Bengals was a team that drafted me. You know, Anthony Munoz was a teammate of mine in Cincinnati. He was also from, from Southern California. Right. He, you think he's going to be rooting for the Rams? No, we're all in on Cincinnati Bengals, and for good reason. This is a team that's been able to come from behind and beat some of the best teams in the NFL this season. Is it going to be a dogfight? Yes. But listen, this guy Joe Burrow, he is the real Deal. You've been telling me about him for the last six to eight weeks when you That's come right. on yeah. Sirius XM with me. So uh, I wish you the best. Enjoy the game. Doctor, thanks for joining us. 
Raider Nation Radio appreciates you. Vericell will give you more information and tweet it out. We thank these two gentlemen thank for joining you. us. And Solomon, thanks for all the hits this year. I yeah, thanks it. for having us. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're, we're pulling for the Raiders in Vegas. I think it's a good marriage. Um, and I, I predict some successful days ahead for the Las Vegas Raiders. More when we come back from Radio Row. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. Four years ago, he was a senior in high school in tiny Fort Payne, Alabama. Now the Bengals' Super Bowl chances rest on his right foot. The kick is up. Yeah. It yeah. is good! Coffin nails! Bam! 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 That is unbelievable. The Cincinnati Bengals come from behind on the road. Unbelievable, Dan. It is no fluke. It is a fact. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. JT, back with you. And we really appreciate Solomon Wilcox for joining us. Michael Irvin, Rod Woodson, and as Q tells us, who's coming up next, and our PD, keep bringing in the gold jackets, right? Yes, yes, bangers, man. Bring in those HOFers. That's what it's all about, JT. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing it for a long time. This is what it's all about. This is like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, you know. Isn't it? This is what it's all about. You get through the whole season of football. It's a grind, but you get here, and you get here at the Mecca, and then you have an opportunity to just to talk to all these different uh, great athletes or actors. or I mean, there's so many different walks of life. It's, it's just a fun time. I want to thank you as we begin our coverage. I wouldn't be here, a lot of us wouldn't be here, if you didn't put the grind in. I want to say on behalf of Bobby, myself, everyone behind the scenes, everyone back in Vegas, thanks for pulling this off. No doubt, no doubt. This is a, a big deal for Raider Nation Radio. You know, we were, me and you were in Canton, Ohio, you know, when we saw yep. Tom Flores go in and Charles Woodson go in. That was the first for Raider Nation Radio. Super Bowl Radio Rose, the first for Raider Nation Radio. We're going to keep on knocking out first. And then there'll be seconds and thirds and fourths. We've been doing this. I think this is my 22nd or 23rd, and you've been doing it a while, too. Yeah. I kind of like the space. I don't like a pandemic. I, yeah. I want the pandemic to be over, but isn't it nice? It is. Not having someone screaming over your shoulder. And yes. I've been accused of being that screamer too. over the too. shoulder there, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's fun, man. It is to have this nice space. But you're right. Nobody wants to be in a pandemic, and it would be a lot busier even now uh, than it than it normally is. Uh, but it, it's it's getting better, and I'll tell you that by, the, by Friday, Friday, it's going to be a, a zoo out here, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But, yeah, being spread out is pretty cool. Q joins us. He's coming up next. The drive for me was interesting because there was no – I left at 4.30 in the morning. There wasn't a car in front of me. But then I got to the Cajon Pass, and you know how those trucks line up? Yep. Because it could get slick if it's yeah. snowing over yeah. the years or whatever. Yep. And it started backing up, and then I looked at my navigation on my vehicle, and I started to see the numbers increased which means i thought i was going to be there in like an hour and 50 and yeah. then it went to 220 yep and then i got on the 10 connector and i could say this honestly because i lived in la for 10 years san diego for eight i have never seen that many cars in my bleeping life i believe it maybe I it's because it. we don't see a lot in vegas on That's the 215 you know yeah you know it's funny that you had that that story because uh obviously i haven't been living in vegas that long and i made the mistake of driving out of vegas on sunday afternoon 
following a Pro Bowl and an NHL All-Star weekend. Oh. <laughs> so what? you can imagine that sound effect that you just made, you you already know. That that four-hour drive turned into a six-hour drive real quick. But was the traffic early on, was it before State Line? Uh, No, it was like right after State Line. Then it would all of a sudden be stop and go, accident, slow car here, whatever. It was just one thing after the other, and it just looked like it was never going to end. So what's the moral of the story? Because I didn't have to drive here, and I'm a big Uber guy, which my dad tells me every tax season when he does my tax returns, he right. goes, what? And I'm like, Dad, you don't want to have a $10,000 DUI there. Those That's Ubers right. are adding up. That's right. But when you when you look at this place in the Los, uh, Los Angeles Convention Center, it's not that far away from Inglewood, but no. it's close to where we're staying here. And again, appreciate you stepping up with that. What do you think about L.A. as a Super Bowl city compared to what we expect for Vegas coming up? I, I like L.A. I think it's cool. I, it's, it's really neat to go outside and, and you see the crypto, what is it called? It's Staples Center. Crypto.com. Yeah, exactly. But, man, just going out there and seeing, you know, the, the statues outside of the arena, you know, being able to walk around, that that's really cool. And, and, of course, I mean, you're in L.A., so there's, you know, celebrities and athletes are used to being here. But I just think it's going to be times a million when it gets to Vegas. I really do. Yeah. And I, I don't want to make sure uh, that when we look at Vegas and we compare it to everybody else, they think us locals are going to mock other towns. I don't. Right. I love yeah. Tampa for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I love Miami when they get it right. The only problem I potentially see here is when the weekend comes, right. how far apart the parties and the events are going to be. Right. And people are just going to have to pick and choose. Exactly. Unlike that, that's Vegas the where yeah. you can pick and choose. You can be at the Mandalay Bay, get to Resorts World. You can take – a walk over to MGM, yep. be there on the strip there, and I think that Vegas will be the greatest Super Bowl for fans to walk other than mm-hmm. New Orleans where you can right. walk down Bourbon Street. Exactly. I was about to say New Orleans is a fun place to be for a Super Bowl and Radio Row and, and the whole week. It, they just do it right. But I think that Vegas is going to be very similar to that. And, yeah, that's the problem with L.A. is that everything's so spread out. Yeah, Q joins us. He set this all up. We really appreciate it. So when you look at this layout here and – You see Radio Row of the past and Radio Row of the future. A lot of guys are coming up to me saying this is podcast row now. Right. And you're into technology and you know what you're doing here. Touch on the advent of the podcast and how it's changing sports media. It really is. I mean, I don't think without the podcast, I'd be here. You know, I mean, I, I was yeah. I, I was really became popular on Locked On Raiders podcast, you know, and I still do that to this day. And, and I think that's where everyone really knew me from. And so it just it, it got my foot in the door, you know, and then obviously I, I got on the radar of Lotus and, and well, this, the rest is history, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I love to look around and see these guys. The podcasters that are really grinders, you know, yeah. and as a guy that, you know, you do a podcast, you know you're not going in there with no fluff. You're not going in there with rainbows and puppy dogs. You're going in there with the real stuff like you would on the radio. Those guys, those are the ones that are really, you see them thriving around Radio Row right now. And I, I love to see it, man, because they're out here, they're working just as hard as the, the radio guys. So I, I'm proud of them. Yeah, you know, the big thing about the podcast going forward before we wrap it up is you got to get the podcast out quickly yep. so it's not dated. As I was driving out today, I was listening to Peter King's podcast, and he dropped it on Tuesday after the championship games. And he kept saying in the podcast that right. the coaching conversation that he was having that some might change. But the big emphasis of his podcast was Brian Flores. And we spoke a lot about this this week. How did that change you? You're now inside embedded with the Raiders. You just saw the hiring of Josh McDaniels. You see Brian Flores didn't get a job. Eric Bieniemy got another interview. 
didn't get a job, and it looked like there might have been a few, not one, sham interviews. Right, you know, and, and that's how I've always felt about the Rooney rule. I know that they put it in place for a good reason, a good purpose. I just never thought it was executed correctly. I always thought, similar to what Brian Flores said, it was a lot of sham interviews, and I hate that because a lot of guys are really qualified. They should have opportunities to be head coaches in the league. And the other problem I have with it is a lot of times when you hear a guy's name, like a Gerard Mayo, you say, oh, that's a Rooney rule interview. And I hate to have that title behind somebody's name because they don't, they don't deserve that. I agree with what you're saying. My theory is on this is that if you're going to use a, a Rooney rule, and you should never have to. It should just be Shouldn't, the best candidate. Right, exactly. But you can't have your Rooney rule or your candidate go at the very, very end. And what got me going with the enemy, yeah. and I didn't hear a lot of people talking about this, is Dennis Allen was always their guy. Yep. So they should have waited for Dennis Allen. He should have been the last guy to go. Right. And exactly. it should have been Eric Bieniemy two weeks ago. Right. And then if he blows you away, you tell Dennis Allen, look, I mean, we got blown away thanks, by this no guy. Thanks, but no thanks, yeah. He never gave Bieniemy a shot to have that. I consider no. that a sham interview. I agree. I agree because it was just thrown in at the end. After all the dust-up came up from the Flores, uh, you know, the, the lawsuit, all of a sudden it just pops up. Oh, yeah, and Eric Bieniemy is going to interview in New Orleans. It's almost like, well, instead of, instead of interviewing two minorities, we're going to interview three, and we'll make ourselves look a little bit better. It's unfortunate. What do you like, and I won't say dislike, but does anything concern you about all the Raider, the solid coaches that left for obvious reasons as a new staff? There's new people in charge here. They're putting their staff together. Do you like the pace that that's going at? I do. I like the pace, and I like the, the names that they're bringing in. I, I like the coaches that they're bringing in. And, you know, it's so funny because you'll always have your feelings. Is this guy a good hire? Is this guy not a good hire? Until you actually see the plan put to place, you really don't know. I just like that it feels like they're putting together a real solid roster from the head coach to uh, the defensive coordinator. You know, you bring in a secondary coach. You have uh, multiple guys in the front office. I, th- I just feel like that it's, it's almost a game changer that they're trying to put together and now they have to go execute it. Last one. All right, so we got the Airbnb. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yes. That's something new for me. And uh, what am I? What should I be excited about? We won't give out the address right, to right. our listeners, but what should I be excited about as we're all kind of we're making history here on Raider Nation Radio, all the guys in the house. I like this. I'll tell you what. I've done the Airbnb a lot for Radio Row, and a lot of times I'm disappointed because I'm like, whoa, that's not what I was expecting, what I saw in the picture. I was pleasantly surprised nice. when we got in here. Yeah, this is a really good one, uh, and I know that you—you you know we got here on Sunday night, uh, but we've got your room already reserved for you. You got you, hey man, we hooked it up. So it's good me, man. you, you and Jared. We're looking good. Uh, our places. We got a nice place. I like it, and, and it was way more affordable than you know even the NFL hotels normally are. So we're we're good to go. Well, about eleven o'clock last night, I went in my backyard to the backyard fridge, and I started loading up beers. And my wife's like, "What are you doing?" I go. I'm in L.A., downtown L.A., 11 <laughs> o'clock at night after the show. I get up. I need a couple beverages at the house. Yes. There, so I stocked this up. We'll be good. Good, because uh, one of the convenience stores next to us doesn't have any beverages. And I never understood why. I never understood. I, I walked in. I said, where are the beverages? They said, oh, yeah, it's about 15 minutes away. And well, thought, Modelo okay. hooked us up with the good. fighting spirit. There you Thanks go. again for doing this, Q. Appreciate it. Absolutely. There's, Appreciate you. You got it. There's Q. He's coming up next, everybody. We're going to talk to Randy Grimes former Buccaneer. Really important interview coming up here in a few moments. First, let me go out to Fargo Raider, if he's still here on the flagship. Go ahead. Hey, JT. Thank you for taking my call. Anytime. Uh, I wanted to touch on, on Cliff Branch. Uh, my parents are immigrants, so my father grew up um, loving and watching soccer, and that's what he taught me. Now, I discovered football on my own and fell in love with the shield and, and had to learn the history and the allure of uh, the Raider Nation all on my own. 
Mm-hmm. And um, as I learned the history, I got to see the great players of the past and, and rewatch them and be excited all over again. Um, of players like Cliff Branch, Lester Hayes, um, Jim Plunkett, and, you know, learn about the legacy of Tom Flores. And it was always saddening to me that they didn't get their, their day in the sun when, when it should have been due. Um, it's good to see that he's finally there. You know, I'm a younger guy, so I, all I got to experience has been on, on NFL Classics, ESPN Classics. And, you know, that's, that's the era of football I want to go back to. So I'm excited for, for you know, hopefully Cliff to get to Canton. I'm, I'm going to be crying out for his name to be up there. He deserves it, as well as the other two that I mentioned. You know, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. I'm hoping to get out to Canton when that goes down. And, uh, you know, go Raiders. Thank Let's you. Go. These new hires need to get their jobs done. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you very much. It's really all I want this week is I want to hear from fans talking about Cliff Branch. That's, that's my hook this week. That's all I'm here for, other than to support our channel, our brand, Raider Nation Radio. I got a chance to know Cliff, great friends, and we became better and better friends before he passed away unexpectedly. And my dream, like a lot of Raider fans, is to see him inducted in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So we're all over it. We're all over it. So when we come back, we'll talk to a former Buccaneer who's got a great story to tell. Raider Nation Radio from Radio Row. I don't know that I ever, you know, thought about, you know, what I would be feeling at this moment. Other, you know, I'd probably just sat there and just wished I could be in those in those games. And uh, I'm so happy that. I've got the opportunity to be in them, and I'm going to have an opportunity to be in another one that uh, I've always wanted to play in. I don't know. I just, I'm excited for these guys and, and looking forward for the opportunity. Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. JT back with you. Matthew Stafford has a big opportunity to do some great things coming up on Sunday as we are live from Radio Row. Randy Grimes kind enough to join us, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer Center, had a great career with the Bucks, and now he's doing more in life than most people, helping people with addiction. His book is fantastic, Off Center, Rx. You've got to get a copy of it, A Memoir of Addiction, Recovery, Redemption, and Professional Football. Randy, good to see you again. I've been uh, interviewing you on Radio Row. You're 13 a years. Here. This is my 13th consecutive year. Why do you come back here? Is it awareness and bringing the message to more and more people what's this about yeah i mean look at this disease of addiction it just gets worse every year you know it's a leading cause of death with people 18 to 45 right now it never goes away and it's all about the stigma that's associated with it you know and that's my message today and every day is that it's okay to not be okay this happens to good people you know but you have to put your hand up and ask for help there is hope and help out there there's resources available even though we're going to talk about it also with the sports perspective how difficult is it for some of these parents, many parents, that lose children because they're not aware of the addiction and they find out that their kid in junior high school, high school, or they go away to college and then they get the call because of something that they weren't completely aware of? Well, and I've always said we're not going to arrest our way out of this or legislate our way out of this, but we can educate our way out of it. And that's part of what this is all about this week and is educating people on addiction and, you know, removing the stigma and and 
you know, sometimes parents are guilty, though, of burying their head in the sand or, right. or thinking that if they don't acknowledge the problem that it will go away or, oh, not my child, you know, that kind of mentality. And, you know, this happens to good people. This happens to good kids. And I encourage parents to have that tough conversation with their children. Stay involved with their lives, you know. Know what they're doing, who they're seeing, what they're watching. Randy Grimes is our guest. So when you came into the league, how prevalent were opioids and other forms of addicted drugs in the league when you came into the league? Because did it get worse after that, or was it bad before you came in, or were you in that spot where it was starting to get out of control? Yeah, I think before I came in, it was bad. You know, I always say it was kind of like that North Dallas mentality, yeah. North Dallas 40 sure. mentality, you know, where where everything was available. And listen, there was a lot of pressure on coaches, and there still is a lot of pressure on players to get back out on the field. Uh, the training staffs have a lot of pressure put on them by the executives and the, and the owners. So, I mean, that mentality still, there's more accountability now than there ever has been uh, with the way they dispense and, and prescribe narcotics. But, you know, back in the day, I, I was getting them from team doctors, from team trainers. I was We had an open drug safe in the middle of our training room that you could go get your own if uh if they didn't give you any so that was the mentality back then and um you know it, it was what it was and listen i've never blamed the nfl or the tampa bay buccaneers for my addiction i'm responsible for everything that i've ever put in my mouth but i was that guy who was willing to do whatever i had to to stay out on that field uh, but not let anybody else in my position when was your addiction at its worst and when did you hit rock bottom where you know you needed help well i mean that came unfortunately that didn't come till 2009 and I put my family my reputation my finances through a lot of uh, a lot of pain and misery but that was uh, in 2009 I finally put my hand up and asked for help and you know uh, there was no resources then for former NFL players and uh, whoever my wife talked to that day in New York at the league office just happened to know somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody that's how I got to Florida for treatment but uh, that was the whole reason behind Athletes in Recovery, and I, I wanted to be that bridge because I knew there was a lot of other guys out there just like me who were suffering in silence, self-medicating the injuries they got while they played in the league, and for whatever reason, pride, ego, guilt, and shame, they wouldn't put up their hand and ask for help. So I wanted to be that bridge between those players and resources that were beginning to come on the scene. Uh, I know I worked with the NFL, and we started the Player Care Foundation. That was the first thing out there for former players. And we were helping hundreds and hundreds of former players and their families uh, get the help that they needed. Randy Grimes is our guest, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer Center. We talked before you came on about the Raiders and their alumni yeah. and what they do. And it's incredible. I've been with the team. I just finished my 23rd season, and I've met players who have had personal problems in the past. From Al Davis now to Mark Davis – and what they do with their alumni. They are so active in the wellness of their alumni. Their alumni are only one phone call away. Whenever they call, any time of night, any time during the day, Mark Davis instructs this team and the people in charge that help the alumni to get right back to him and to help. How important is that going forward with new ownerships coming into the league, old-school ownership transferred to maybe family members and understanding the importance of getting players help before the opioids and the painkillers take over their lives. Well, and I think a lot of teams could do a lot better. Right. You know, I know the Buccaneers could do better, you know, with the way they treat their alumni. I, I, I've always praised the Raiders and how they treat their alumni and the, and the things that guys are able to do. But that's so important to stay connected because it's important to the players that they stay connected. Even though they're not a part of the team anymore, they are part of that level 
legacy. They are part of who built that franchise and built the league. And so it's important to us. People ask me all the time what I miss most about football, and it's not the game. I don't miss being out on that field. I miss that locker room. You know, and that brotherhood and that, that, that conversation that you have with, with, with like-minded guys and guys that you laugh with and cry and bleed and sweat with, you know, guys that have been to the places that you've been. And that's a brotherhood that never dies. And, you know, unfortunately, some teams are better at, at um, you know, having organizations for their, uh, for their alumni than others. And uh, Buccaneers are not one of them. Randy Grimes is our guest. No, I appreciate you being honest on that. And let's wrap it up by talking about the league. What has evolved with the league since you played in the league and then afterwards when your issues became prevalent, the league became aware of that, and now you've been in recovery? What has Roger Goodell and the league done to shine a brighter light on this, help with funding, communication, so more and more people can get help? Well, obviously there's more accountability in how they dispense narcotics, and that's a big, that's a huge deal right there. I think the fact that um, – They've put a mental health specialist on every team's staff and made it available to those players. The only problem with that is that guys don't want to be seen knocking on that door. You know, they don't want to be seen sitting with that person in the lunchroom, you know. Well, let me stop you for a second. That's important because we're hearing about this. There was an issue, obviously, out in Las Vegas with a Raider and Henry Ruggs, and you're familiar with that. I remind everybody that it's just a phone call away. There's security. There's help within the organization. So please pick it up on that and how – more and more players at these symposiums and when they talk to people need to be aware of the help they can get. Well, and that's my whole mission, you know, is to get yeah. the word out that there is help and resources available. You know, now you've got the, the Hall of Fame Behavioral Health. You've got uh, the Players uh, Association. You've got the alumni. You've got the Player Care Foundation. There's so many resources out there now that it's a shame if you don't put your hand up and ask for help. Uh, so there's resources available and, uh, you know, NFL, I think, has done a great job with with the mental health part of this, you know, and obviously addiction and mental health go together. And uh, I think we have a lot more to do, though, a lot more stigma to reduce. Randy Grimes, as we wrap it up, what do you want your legacy to be? That I helped as many former brothers as I could. You know, I, I can remember being in treatment and thinking, you know what, I've got to make all this mean something. All the, all the, all the, the, the misery and pain that I put my family through, I've got to make it mean something. And uh, hopefully, at the at the end of, of the day, I will have reached out and tried to help as many guys as I could. Great seeing you again. Thanks Thank for you, doing Thanks this. For you always have me. an always impact good. on the radio. Yeah. People reach out and tweet. Are you on Twitter, social media? Can we find all you? Of, all that. Facebook, yeah, Instagram, Sober Center 60. Uh, the book, Amazon. Go to Amazon and get it. It's Off Center. The foreword is by Coach Ditka. And uh, you can go to offcenterthebook.com, and it will lead you right to that link. Find me on proathletesinrecovery.org or White Sands Treatment Center. How much do we love gridiron greats? Oh, the best. It's changed my life. I am seated for five years. I've seen you at those events, and I hope Coach Ditka's doing well. Because, again, he's so important to my life. He's been such an advocate for former players and me especially. Absolutely. Good seeing you, Randy. Thanks for doing this. Thank you very much. There he is, Randy Grimes. Bobby, you got me now? There we are. We're sorry about that. You know, this is a really important topic as we continue on because Randy's affecting lives every day, and the connection to gridiron greats is really important to me. Thanks so much. Have a great time out here, Randy. Appreciate it. All right, so that is day one. 
as we are done here wrapping up Radio Road. Thanks to all of our guests, Randy Grimes, Jeff Sherman, the playmaker, Michael Irvin, who was great, Rod Woodson, who kicked off the show. So we had a lot of good guests today, and I'm telling you something, I hope no one's listening. We had the best guest here because we got two of the great gold jackets that came to us exclusively because they called in on the phone because they're coming out the radio row and with our connection with the Raiders, wanted to come on today. So we are really happy about that. Uh, Tomorrow, here's who we have lined up the rest of the week. Joe Theismann, Barry Sanders, Mike Haynes, Mike Golick, Fred Bolitnikoff, all scheduled to join us and a whole bunch more guests coming in here. A few guests from NFL Network. And Q uh, has a bunch of guests coming right behind. Oh, Lee Steinberg, who I just saw. Lee Steinberg will be with us also. He does a lot. He has Patrick Mahomes as his client, and he throws one of the best Super Bowl parties here in town. I think Bobby's telling me we got time for one more. Mitch in Jersey. Thanks for waiting, Mitch. Go ahead. Hey, JT, how you doing? Um, I'm doing well. Me too here. Be safe. Uh, I think uh, Cincinnati has shown... Maybe Oakland could follow him. They drafted a wide receiver, instead of the offensive lineman, who's a stud, and it turned out great. I wish uh, Ray's got to think wide receivers this coming draft. And, yeah, I agree. And too bad um, Robert Woods and uh, A.J. Green are not in the Super Bowl here. They were, they were very talented. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. You know, first off, everybody's been saying Raiders need to get a wide receiver in the draft, and they need to get a wide receiver high in the draft. That is going to be a massive topic with me heading into the draft, and we got plenty of time to do that because the key is when it comes to that, what can the Raiders do to get a quality wide receiver and not overreach for him? Because once again, the priority for me seems to be the offensive line, and Alex Leatherwood was taken in the first round. And we know that on the left side, Colt Miller should have been a pro bowler already and will be a pro bowler down the road. So if you look at all the moves that the Raiders have made, in the draft over the last couple of years. I'm more into free agency. I think it works here for this franchise. And I think the new GM and the new head coach are going to tell us if they want to build through the draft or they think they have a 10-win team and they can do what the Rams did. The Rams have changed everything because the Rams don't value draft picks. They value great football players who are future Hall of Famers who still have something left. Now, I think the Raiders could find a balance between all of that. Get good players that want to come to Vegas. I think that Vegas is a ripe recruiting ground to go out and get free agents. Free agents that are realistic, not ones that are going to be franchise tagged and not be here. The free agents that you can look at on a depth chart and say, we could get that guy. Similar to what happened with Casey Hayward, Denzel Perryman. you got to get players that have some juice left. K.J. Wright didn't have a lot of juice left. I thought he did when he came in. We, we hoped that he would have it. That's not a swing and miss. He played in a lot of big games. He played on a playoff team. His character in the locker room was incredible, especially with what the Raiders went through. So with all of that, I'm waiting to hear what these individuals have to say who are now running the team and what they want to do going forward. And I think it's going to be a very exciting time because there's going to be a new vision about football in the building. Not that the former vision wasn't outstanding. John Gruden, Mike Mayock, Rich Basach, all the other coaches along the way. They busted their ass to help the Raiders get to the playoffs. There were a lot of mishaps along the way, and there were a lot of positive moments. Now a fresh slate, 
for the new organization led by new coaches and executives to get the Raiders to the Super Bowl and to live in the postseason, to be in the postseason year after year. I want to thank all of our partners who are fantastic and gave us an opportunity to kick off our week here. Got a lot of people we want to thank, and we'll be thanking them all week long. Again, once again, Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. We appreciate Remy Martin, all they've done for us, not only at the M Resort, but all the other venues here in town. When you're thinking about a cocktail, think about Remy Martin. Billshappen.com, Doghouse Saloon, Inside Resorts World, Grimaldi's Pizzeria, Modelo. The fighting spirit. Drink responsibly, especially if you're coming out to the Super Bowl. Our good friends all across the board, and especially a man I've been texting with today, Charles Woodson, Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. We'll also hear from Charles while we're out here. So that's it, everybody. Q is ready to go. As a matter of fact, he's chomping at the bit to get going. Guy's been here ready to do radio, so we'll get him up, and we'll be back here tomorrow. Tonight I'll be back here on Sirius XM from 7 to 10 p.m. You can check out that show on Sirius XM. 82, Mad Dog Sports Radio. Thanks to Bobby. Appreciate Bobby running the show out of Vegas. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you back here on Radio Row tomorrow. Fever.